Hello, I'm Stephen Groom. Welcome to Let God Speak. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 to chapter 6 and verse 3, the author admonishes his audience who are feeding upon the milk of the Bible to move on to the more solid food, which he says is advancing in maturity. Those who do this have their senses exercised to discern between both good and evil. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. And discernment is important for those who want to do good as opposed to ignorantly doing wrong. The text that we will be looking at today can be put under the heading of the danger of not progressing into mature Christians. Please join us for this important study. On our panel today, we have Hannah Nakagawa and Harold Harker. Welcome. And before we begin our panel discussion, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we have received great privileges from you, and I pray that you will help us to understand the responsibilities that we have more clearly so we can give you glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Apostle Paul speaks of a group of people who had received special privileges in, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6 and verses 4 and 5. I'll just um, read them for us. It says, These people have, it, that it's impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, verse 5, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Now, to help us understand what this means more clearly, let's go through them one by one. In verse 5, it speaks about those who were once enlightened. What does this mean, Hannah? Yes, so enlightened. So they, are, um, they have the light now. So they are experienced the conversion. And they, that means that they turn away from their sins or darkness, but um, coming back to God, to the light. So they were delivered from this um, darkness, sin, to the truth of God. So it's only possible through Jesus. And they have experienced, they were enlightened. Thank you for that. Hmm. And... Uh, these converted people have tasted of the heavenly gift. What does this mean, Harold? These two um, phrases, having tasted of the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, are, are synonymous. They mean the same thing. The gift of God may refer to his grace or the Holy Spirit through whom God imparts his grace. Those who have tasted the Holy Spirit, have experienced the grace of God, which includes the power to do His will. Yes. Mm. So it's used figuratively, in other words. Yes. Um, in, oh, just moving on to verse 5, it, it states that these people have tasted the good word of God. Yes. What does this um, mean, Hannah? 
Well, I really like how the Bible used the word taste. It's like an experience. So they personally experience the um, good news of the gospel. So um, yeah. truth of the gospel. Yeah, and another place, um, Jesus implores us. He, he challenges us to taste the good word of God, doesn't he? Mm. Um, these people have tasted of the powers of the world to come. What does this mean, Harold? The powers of the world or the age to come refers to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which include signs and miracles and wonders, the truth of the gospel and salvation. They've experienced a spiritual resurrection, a renewed mind and eternal life in Jesus Christ. That begins now in this life and it will be fulfilled when Jesus returns. Now, these are miracles that, that Paul is talking about associated with the powers of the world mm -hmm. to come. Is he alluding back to any experience in the Jewish history, Anna? Well, I think so. Um, Paul probably has in his mind the wilderness generation mm. because they were delivered from Egypt. That means they were delivered from this um, the slavery and they experienced this, the gift of heaven, heavenly gift, mm. a manna. They experienced the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, also they tasted the good word of God as well. So yeah, po probably he was um, also thinking of this generation um, oh, they saw many mighty miracles. Oh, that's they? right. They saw the Red Sea parted exactly. and they were fed every day with this miraculous mm -hmm. food called manna. And it, it's scary thing is that you can even go bad even after having these miracles mm. done for you that's under the true. direct uh, leading of God. Mm. So in summary, could you summarize these um, privileges that they received? Well, in summary, these people have experienced conversion. They've been born again by the grace of God and through the Holy Spirit, the signs and wonders, the truth of the gospel, it was revealed to them. Salvation has come to them. Yeah, that's right. And so now we go forward from the special privileges mm. that are received onto some um, warnings yes. and the possible apostasy that they could fall into in light mm. of these mm. privileges that they have re received. Um, can you read them for us, Hannah? Yes. I think it's in verse 6. Verse 6, um, the Bible says, If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Okay, so this is a negative thing. Mm. This falling away seems to imply it, it involves crucifying the Son of God afresh. Mm. Now, Jesus died... He was crucified 2,000 years ago yes. and he ascended to heaven and he's now in the heavenly sanctuary. How is it possible to, that he could be crucified again at this present time, Harold? Well, if I've really accepted Jesus, if I know what he's done for me, he sacrificed his life for me and then I turn away from that then this verse is relevant for those who have fallen away, turn their backs on what Jesus has done. Those who are doing this are really, in a figurative sense, figurative. crucifying Christ again. This shows the importance of being mature and of growing and feeding upon the meat of the Bible. Keep learning what God has for us. Thank you for that. And if we keep um, listening to that small voice, 
He will guide us and continually show us things in our life. Is, is that what you've experienced in your life? And so we have a choice daily to follow him yeah. or to reject his choice. Mm. But if we choose, Hannah, yes. to not follow that still small voice whispering in our ear, what would happen? Well, there is a danger of unpardonable sin, which is continually rejecting the Holy Spirit, rejecting the warning from God. Um, it is, um, yeah, God calls us, God convicts us. Holy Spirit's role is to convict our mm -hmm. heart. But it is possible that we can grieve the Holy Spirit, even though he's trying to um, correct us, um, you know, change our heart. But if we don't listen and continue to reject, then um, we cannot hear. We don't even have the sorrow mm. or um, um, regret of sin. So how, we, how do we do reject him? We just say no to him, do we? Is that, is that right? Well, yes. Um, they um, don't turn away from sin. Yeah. Mm. And following on from that, what are those... These people persist in saying no. I mean, he's not going to leave us if we just say no once. Is that right? Mm, that's right. Sure. Is, is God um, going to leave us quickly or is he long Not quickly, but if we persist. Persist. And mm. persist is the word. We have to really show that we want to leave sin. Let me give you the example from the Bible. Peter, the one who denied Jesus three times, but then... When he realized what it was, he repents. He's going out, he's crying, he's weeping bitterly. He's sorry for what he's done mm. and he doesn't do that again. And so this shows the repentant attitude that's there, one of repentance and God can forgive that and we grow in him. Praise the Lord that he is long-suffering towards us. Amen. Not willing that any, any should perish. perish but he still asks us to mm. follow him, doesn't he? Mm. We still have that choice. Similar to these warnings in Hebrews chapter 6 that we've just looked at is um, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, just a few chapters over, verses 26 to 29. Could you read these for us, Hannah, please? Yes, sure. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 to 29, it says, For if we sin willfully, Mm. Willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be taught, uh, thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sacrificed a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Wow, these, these seem to be um, very strong warnings, mm. don't they? More yes. serious than the, the text we looked at in chapter 6. Yes. And it's special warnings. How serious are these warnings um, given in, in what we've, Hannah just read? Well, when we talk about this unpardonable sin, if you notice that verse, it says, for if we sin willfully. Mm. And so if I know what Jesus has done for me and I turn my back on that life and just do the opposite, that's being willful. 
And that states that willful sin that we've committed after we know what Jesus means to us, we've received a knowledge of the truth, then we, we can't expect salvation. We only look for a judgment from him in the future. Yeah, a judgment of condemnation. Mm. But once more, I want to um, specify this is not a one-time rejection. No. But, and can we think of examples in the Bible? I think of um, Balaam, for instance. Yes. Now, Balaam was given opportunities, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. um, God even made the donkey that was with him speak yes, that's right. to try and try and change his course of behavior. But in the end, um, through a long period of willful rejection of God's word, mm. um, he was lost. It's a continual rejection of God's message of mercy. Yes. Yes. Even though God wants to save us and yeah, he did everything. But if they choose not to be saved, that's um, impossible. Can we think of an example of one of Jesus' disciples? Judas, Judas. is the Judas. one, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Now, did he only get one um, attempt or one Test. Three and a half years he's with Jesus. Three and, mm. Three and a half years. And finally, Jesus even washes his feet. That's yes. right. Wow. In fact, they were all rebelling against Jesus up until that time. What's the difference between um, Judas and the other disciples at this point? Because even towards the end, Peter... Um, deny Jesus three times, as you mentioned before. Mm. But then he's sorry for it and he goes out and he just wishes he could die. But Jesus has forgiven him. So that genuine repentance, genuine that repent sorrow for sin yes. mm. was not the done by Judas. Mm. Is that right? Thank you for that. In verse 29 contains three phrases that we will also look into more detail. Let's look at the first expression, Hannah. Yes. What does it mean to trample the Son of God underfoot? Underfoot, yes. Once again, we're using physic uh, sorry, figurative language here. You, I mean, we can't literally put Jesus under our feet, yes. can we? No. No. Well, Son of God refers to Jesus and who is in at the right hand of God and mm. who gave us the victory of sin. But... Well, um, trample the son of God underfoot. So um, it is allowing themselves um, to just um, ignore and to um, make his sacrifice in vain here. And um, so it means that apostate has rejected Jesus' commandment, his um, sacrifice, and um, he they made themselves enemy, basically. Mm. So um, instead of guided by Jesus, guided by the Lord Saviour, they actually um, choose to be led by the devil, Satan. Yeah. yeah. So um, it is a little bit like Lucifer who wanted to be high, uh, most high, like God. Mm -hmm. um, and that's happened in heaven. And instead of, um, he cannot be um, most high in heaven, but he still um, tempts people to be to have that attitude, to have yeah. that thoughts in us. Thank you. And, and it's a, a typical attribute of, of people today who are counting um, Jesus' sacrifice as a minor thing and they don't take it mm -hmm. as important as, as it is. I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus died on the cross to give us eternal life. Is there anything more important than that? But um, how many of us today are 
trampling the Son of God uh, underfoot, so to Mm -hmm. speak, by ignoring his sacrifice. Mm. The next terrible sin mentioned is to profane the blood of the covenant. Can you explain this for us, please? The covenant is God's promise to save us from sin through Jesus' death and sacrifice. And he gave his blood because sin requires the sacrifice of blood. Mm. And Jesus said, I'll give my life for you. But once I know that, if I count that as nothing, this greatest sacrifice of the universe, and I say that's devoid of cleansing power, I'm just denying Jesus. And so when we talk about profaning the blood of the covenant, we're just turning our backs completely on Jesus and saying, that can't do anything for me. Wow. And so the covenant we looked at last quarter involves the law. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you look at the sanctuary, it was in the most holy place. And Jesus bled on the mercy seat, which is above the law and the Ark of the Covenant. Is that related to so that the whole together is involves the blood of the covenant where Jesus poured his blood on that? Jesus' blood covers from sin. Sin is when we, the law is really breaking what God wants and and what he's said is the Mm. best for us and the world. And when we turn our back on that, Jesus' sacrifice can't atone for my sin. Yes. That's the real thing. And I need to have my sins paid for and forgiven. And Jesus says, I'll do that. But if I say, no thanks, not for me, that's what it means here by profaning. That's like swearing against the blood of Jesus. Mm. And, and really, this is the only unpardonable sin, isn't yes. it, really? I mean, no acts no. can't be forgiven, even murder or yes. anything, mm. as we can see in history. But the, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we reject the Son of God's salvation for us. Yes. So freely given on the cross, mm. isn't that right? God willingly forgave even David for murder. Even David, yes. And he said, he's a man after my heart. Mm. Yes. So we cannot ignore this atonement Correct. that God has done for us. Mm. The third and final sin mentioned in the passage is to insult the spirit of grace. What do, can you expound this for us? Yes, Anna? this um, passage is very interesting. Insult the spirit of grace. So the term for the um, insult, um, this meaning involves the um, arrogance as well. So, well, um, not choosing God's way, but being proud, being arrogant in their right. own way and mm. denying um, God's power, denying his rule, his commandments and um, be proud as well. So it, it implies that apostates has was responded to um, God's offer of grace with an insult. Yeah. yeah. Insult. Mm. Can we think of any examples in the Bible who people who are arrogant to... Um, who've done this, insulted the spirit of grace. Through Ananias areas. and Sapphira. Ananias, can you tell us what happened? Well, they pretended to sell a block of land and give all the money to everyone there for their needs. And then they kept a lot of it in their own pocket. Mm. They and they life. sinned against God because they made out. They'd given everything, but they were keeping a lot. Mm. Yes. Okay. And who was it who stood up to Moses? Do you remember in the wilderness? Yeah. 
Well, Bialik was one of those who Bialik, came again. Yes. Yeah, we mentioned that before. Yes. From these serious warnings that we have looked at so far in chapters 6 and 10, we now come back to some encouraging words. So let's go back to chapter 6. Um, and we want to look at verses 9 to 12. Could you read these for us, um, Harold? Well, after having all the things that are bad, when people turn away from God, let's have some encouragement. Encouraging words. <laughs> Here it is. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labour of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Don't be sluggish. Keep it on. You're doing a good work, Paul. the writer Paul is saying, mm. but keep it going. Yes. Thanks for that. Mm. Now, Hannah, can you list yes. um, the good things in verses 9 to 11 yes. that the audience has done and continues to do um, that Paul mentions in these verses and, uh, and explain what they mean, please? Yes. So um, believers show their love to God by their service or, so to say, actions. Well, I love how it says that um, things that accompany salvation. So we don't do these good deeds to earn salvation, but we um, want to um, do good things because we received that um, love of God in us. So, um, yeah, we want to um, minister to those people who are in need, um, minister to the saints, it says here. Um, yeah, especially those people who are um, in need or who are in dis disadvantaged. Um, Jesus talks about um, the things that you do for these people who are poor. Mm. Um, these are actually doing to me as mm. well. So, Can you give us some examples of... of some of the things our church does to minister to other people? Well, um, I often go to food pantry. Um, yeah, there we um, receive food, uh, distributing food to people, uh, delivering food to um, others. And um, these things can be also one of the examples. The church also has ADRA, ADRA. which is our mm. development and relief agency, okay. and it helps people who are in need in any way, whether it be cyclones or fires or what, come to their aid and give them need. Okay, so and so they they distribute things to food, tents, blankets, everything they need. Everything mm. they need. And is this just an Australian in Australia that it's they worldwide? Do it's a worldwide organisation. Yes. So that's important, isn't it? There, we need to be looking and helping the people around us. Because disasters don't just happen in the local area. We sure. have to be ready to help wherever they are going in, in, the, in the world. Mm. But amidst these good things that we've just looked at, there is another warning given in verse 12. And uh, what is that, Harold? Well, that's the one we read. Don't be sluggish or lazy. 
the writer here is saying we need to grow up as a Christian. Don't stay as a baby and just stay with the little things. Keep reading, keep understanding, keep learning more about Jesus. If he's the anchor of my soul, I don't need to be lazy. I've got to put my time in to be with Jesus and to find him as my anchor. And so I'm not lazy in this way. I'm growing up. I'm maturing. That's what it's talking about. And this is, I think this is very important um, to us in this generation. Because if you go to um, Revelation, the book of Revelation, what is the one attribute of the seventh church, the last church just before Jesus comes? And we believe that Jesus is coming soon. They have the faith of Jesus and yeah. they keep his commandments. But what is the problem? that It says that they are lukewarm. Yes. What's an attribute of lukewarm people? Lazy, Probably laziness. laziness. Yeah. And it's sad that um, we should might be lazy or slothful in our in our um, in our work for the Lord mm. or representing mm. Him. That's true. And we are here to represent Him, aren't we? So far, we've looked at both warnings and encouragements in Hebrews chapter six, verses thirteen to fifteen of the same chapter. Paul gives reference to the faith of Abraham now. Mm. Um, I want to read verses 13 to 15 of chapter 6. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I'll bless you and multiplying I'll multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. What is Paul trying to communicate to his audience here, Hannah? Yes. So Paul wants to remind the reader that uh, through the faith and patience, um, we receive this um, promise of blessing as mm. well. Um, yeah, there is a reference of um, uh, wilderness generation as an example of, um, yeah, negative example that uh, because of their lack of faith, they did not um, receive the the things that they were promised. So through our faith and in, um, patience, yeah, we are um, given this. We receive these promises, and it also, um, as you mentioned, that in Revelation, in the last generation, um, they have the um, patience. They keep the commandments of patience. God and patience of um, Jesus. And, and Paul says in Corinthians, he says. These things that they did are examples for us that mm. we should not also lust after evil things or do them. So mm. the Bible, even in the Old Testament, is examples for us now, isn't it? And that's yes. very important. Mm. In Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 to 20, Paul speaks about being heirs of the promise. Can you expand on that? We are heirs because God has made a promise. He will keep it. And we have that strong belief. God has promised we have been given the promise for us to be in his kingdom. Thank you for that. That's all we have time for today, Hannah and Harold. Thank you for being with us. And the Bible says that if we are Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and mm. heirs according, according to, to the, the promise. promise. Thank you. Christians are for many people the only Bible that they will ever read. How important is it then to be a worthy representative of Jesus, the one whom we claim to follow? We should be especially careful not to fall away from him. 
we have such a big responsibility in word and deed to represent Jesus to others so that they might be saved. Let us then therefore devote ourselves to Jesus who calls us to be holy as he is holy. We are glad you joined us today on Let God Speak. You can watch all our past programs on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. Look for teacher's notes there if you would like them. You can also email us on lgs3abnaustralia.org.au. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.